Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have tremendous news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all of your sports betting. All you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag today. That's betonline.ag. Or, of course, head on over to your mobile device and uh, check in and save 50% on your first purchase, your first bet with Bet Online. Hey, from MMA, UFC, right? Uh, pro and college hoops to Major League Baseball and more. Bet Online is your number one source for all betting odds, uh, your, your latest odds, everything betting uh, in the sports world. BetOnline.ag and on your mobile device, Bet Online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our awesome friends at Burn Dairy, Bowers and Company CPAs, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Make sure you pop over to Stumbling Monkey if you're in and around the Western New York area. Victor School Street, they've got amazing brews on tap. Crawlers and Growlers, join the Mug Club today. It's Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Awesome swag, the hats, the shirts, and more at StumblingMonkeyBeer.com. The tap room is open during the week with all the games on as well. Huge tip of the cap, thank you as well. The friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Alonzo family. Well, I got to tell you, it's great to reconnect with my next guest. He is so accomplished in the golf world. I started uh, a little bit in the early days, right when I got out of St. Bonaventure for Sports Radio 620 WHEN, working with uh, Brent Axe and Jim Lurch and that whole gang. Uh, but this guy was a special part of it. Uh, he brought me onto his golf show. Um, it ended up you know, translating into pinstripe passion and a little bit more airtime. And I was kind of juggling some part-time stuff between WSYR and WHEN. And then we became fast friends. Um, I've only played golf with him once, thank God, because he beat me by 25 strokes right now. He's still playing at an unbelievable level. But uh, he's done executive director work for the CNY PGA. He's been on the air for two decades. Um, He's been in the golf industry overall for decades upon decades. And I'm proud to call him a friend above everything. And it's Perry Noun. And Perry is going to be featured here upcoming. Be on the lookout uh, in, in your local Wegmans and all the rest in the Seneca Savings publication. It's actually a publication that um, my friend Angela Moonen and her team creates for Seneca Savings. It'll be, uh, obviously, uh, in all those Wegmans, and, uh, hey, it's going to be online, it's going to be everywhere, and my guy is featured and so well-deserved. Perry Noun, how are you, buddy? Hey, I, I couldn't believe it when you contacted me, Mike. I haven't seen you in how long has it been now? It's been a while, and we've got to make sure that we you know gather for a bite to eat or something. Uh, certainly this... Uh, Summer when the weather rolls around, I think I've only played four or five golf uh, golf holes with you, and I think you shot ten under in four holes. So, um, 
But <laughs> let's uh, let's start with this. I wanted to talk a little bit about the feature that's upcoming in the Wegman stores, uh, the Seneca Savings Publications, and all the rest with my dear friend Angela Moon, and of course they're featuring you. Just kind of give an overview of what that inter you know that interview process was like for you and the feature. You know what what they're covering there, and obviously people can kind of find out about you. Uh, a really accomplished guy in the golf industry for decades, man. Mike, I have no idea why they wanted to run this story on me. I was flattered. Uh, I always am flattered at this point in my career because I'm sort of on the the back nine of my career, so to speak. In fact, I'm probably on the 17th hole uh, or the 18th hole. Um, I don't know what the, uh, why they decided to run the story, but... It was a great experience. Uh, the bit, there was a videographer there. We were in my house. We were looking at some of the things, uh, uh, some of the plaques and things that I have. It was kind of fun sort of going through my entire life uh, from the time I graduated high school and then right on through it took a college and the Cubs organization and then my own company. And then uh, I ended up in, the, in golf, uh, starting to play more competitively and then I uh, I decided to start the radio show. You were the producer, remember back in the old Clear Channel days? Oh yeah, I was I was the producer and ended up being uh, kind of your co-host sidekick, and we got some great guests on, uh, and uh, certainly it was a, a blast those early Saturday mornings, and um, definitely was able to to network with a bunch of people early uh, through you. Um, speaking of of the golf situation in in today's day and age it's a different landscape as you know i mean we have live we have the pga tour uh hank haney says it all the time he thinks live is actually great for the pga tour because they've you know up the purses and there's competition and um you know it's just more golf which he says he likes are you okay with live i a lot of people have said it's blood money and all the rest some people say too bad uh some people don't like it um, you know, cause there is some Saudi money in the PGA tour, but I think it's being used in a different way, but Hey, that's a whole story for another, uh, another day. Do you, are you a proponent of this live golf league? Well, am I a proponent? I guess I would say, um, you know, it, it's gotta be, uh, uh, there's gotta be competition, Mike. Look, look at it. Look at the old ABA. All of a sudden we got the NBA. Look at, look at football. What was it? The, uh, the, um, um, what was it called before uh, that joined the, the NFL, Mike. Well, we we, we had the AFL and the NFL. The, yes, they were separate. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, they were and separate, then, yes. and then they became the of NFL. Course. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it was that, and we did it in uh, in basketball, football. Yep. Uh, they've tried in baseball, even to some extent, baseball. Yeah, they've tried expansion yep. and everything. Yep. So yep. I'm okay with it. And guess what? It's doing. It's doing exactly what Haney said. It's upping the purses, and when that happens, and there's a little. And there's a little competition and, and and a little controversy. Guess who else benefits? The fans. It's it's a it's a blast. Yeah, golf personality Perry Noun with us. And Perry, we've got obviously four big majors coming up, just like every other year. But one is standing above the rest for you and for me because it's the PGA, which is only about I don't know an hour and ten minutes away at Oak Hill Country Club. Uh, out there in uh, the beautiful Rochester, Pittsford area, about an hour and 10 minutes from really where I'm sitting. It's a quick drive up the thruway. Um, obviously, the Open Championship, the U.S. Open, the Masters, etc. I can't wait for the major season. I think it's Rory, John Rahm, Max Oma, and Patrick Cantlay. Those are my four major winners this year. What do you think? 
I would say that those four are as likely to win as um, as any other four. So if you pick those four, uh, I'll guarantee you that the th- maybe maybe one of them ends up winning. <laughs> ends up winning, but it's more likely that somebody comes out of the pack, especially in the PGA uh, Championship. But wait a minute now, you said that that the that both of us sort of revere the PGA championship. I think you may have said that just because it's coming to Rochester, but me, for me, it's the masters. Absolutely. Oh no. I meant, I meant just for this specific calendar year, the PGA may stand above the others just because of, you know, the local tie, but but over, overall, overall, the PGA, despite having the best field is my least favorite major. Normally, normally. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Me too. I feel the same way. By the way, before we go much further, do you remember, I can't read, I don't know if you were still producing at the time or whether you moved on, but do you remember me doing that interview with Arnold Palmer? Did, did you produce that one with me? I did not, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. Mike, would you believe that Clear Channel deleted the tape? That one hurts. Well, why, how come it's not Give in your files? Break. How come it's not uh, in your files? I have no idea. That was right there, the transition. You know, when they went from Clear Channel. Yeah, to iHeart. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to iHeart. It was, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I had 12 minutes with Mr. Palmer. That's great. I remember. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. I, you, you got Arnie for 12, and you had, I mean, you had some great, you know, got some really good people there. Uh, you know, Adams came on, right? Barney Adams. That was an awesome one. Um, yep. Yep, and, yep. and and a bunch of others. I, my, one of my favorite things about your show is I used to love it when you'd go to the the tournament site that week and talk to either the golf professional or a general manager or somebody who has been on the grounds or a caddy or somebody. That was that was really good insight. And and, and I got to tell you, Perry, uh, you got twelve with Arnie and I got five with Jack. You know, because Nicholas, oh, when Nicholas where, was yeah, where when did you get Jack? Well, Nicholas's grandson, remember uh, Nick O'Leary? He played tight end at Florida State. So some years back, Florida State visited the Dome, and I got word in the press box that Jack was there. And uh, I, I just raced downstairs, and, and, and sure enough, I see this just throng of people. There's cops all around. And I'm like, that short dude, Jack Nicholas, like, you know, <laughs> arguably the GOAT, he's got to be in the middle of those cops. And sure enough, I walk up with my credential, and I introduce myself, and I took a picture with him, and he gave me about four or five minutes, and it was one of the biggest thrills of my life. Whoa! Yeah. Well, you found you found out he wasn't as big as he appears. Yeah. In in print, I don't think he's any more than five ten. Is he? I don't think so. I think he's five ten, five eleven. And but I did know that though going in because I've seen obviously all the golf documentaries like you. We I've read all the books, you know, and and it was you know Jack got picked on as you know Perry. You know better than I. Even you watched his entire career. He got picked on for being the short kind of you know little chubby guy. You know. Wait a minute, Mike. When Jack Nicholas came on the scene, he, he was challenging my man with the army. He oh yeah, was challenging Palmer. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And he was a little. He he gave that. There was a little arrogance about him mm-hmm. and a little strut about him. And he was a young kid, but that's because he had that tremendous confidence. But I don't think he was well liked when he first came out on tour, just because he was sort of cutting the the king down the size there in the early sixties. And then after that, it was just a matter of time before he he blew away the rest of the field. But what a wonderful, wonderful career that was. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. And you get Nicholas for four or five minutes. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I hustled down there and uh, and chatted with him. And again, here on the ML Sports Platter, I'm talking with my dear friend uh, Perry now. And he'll be featured 
in the Seneca Savings publication, of course, throughout uh, your participating Wegmans. Make sure you go check it out and read all about his amazing career uh, in the sport of golf. Uh, right now, Perry, as you know, I know you follow this stuff really closely. John Rahm is on an absolute heater. He's a 28-year-old Spaniard. He's already got a U.S. Open uh, on his resume. He's won five of the last nine tournaments as we record this. I love his game. He hits it deep. He putts in the clutch. Uh, his iron play is spot on in, in, in the big moments. Um, when you watch John Rahm, what do you see on the golf course? I see a swing that is going to be uh, a swing that is going to be mimicked by more and more uh, golfers who especially start to advance in years 45, 50, 55, 60. It's a short swing, as you know. I had to adapt to that because when you get older, you just don't have the flexibility anymore. I've been playing with a short backswing forever. And when I saw, and by the way, it wasn't just Rom. Rom didn't start this trend. You better talk about a fellow named Tiger. Tiger started to shorten his swing as well when he was in, when he was in his thirties. I saw, and most of the players now, Mike, on the PGA Tour, watch them. They do not go to parallel on that backswing. Yeah. That was all that and any of the uh, the older. I, I'm watching all YouTube. Um, some of those uh, wonderful world of shell. Uh, programs my gosh some of those clubs were going way past yeah, parallel yeah. bobby jones uh hogan even even sam sneed yeah, even, even yeah. hogan went yeah. past parallel sarah's in all those guys yeah time. yep <laughs> it's crazy yeah. you know you know what yeah. though when when you shorten the swing i've heard that from many instructors as well how it's a good idea um and and, and many people will tell you that it's a good idea and i i have said this as well you know why it's a good idea? It's 75, 80% instead of an 100% like whiplash back because golf's hard enough. If you had another 20% with your swing going all the way back, you're, there's there's enough you can screw up in just 75%. Why make it another 20%, you know, 20, 25%? Mike, I'm at the point now where when I set my when I set up to the to, with my driver, yeah. I don't even put my my uh, my club behind the ball anymore. Wow! I move I move it back at least two feet, two and a half feet. People hmm. say, "Well, why do you do it that way?" I said, "Well, I I started the, thinking about this golf swing. I said, and what have you been told since you've been a little kid in this game? Take the driver uh, at club back low and slow." So I'm saying to myself, "Wait a minute." Why do I have to worry about low and slow? Why don't I just set the driver back there and I'm ready to pull the trigger? <laughs> I pick it up and go ahead and hit it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing now. I love it. And I love yeah, it. yeah. Listen, before we go, I gotta get back to this live thing, Mike. Yeah. Because I, I wrote an article about this in the in the Eagle newspapers uh back in um I think it was the late late summer, early fall. It was when uh, Tim Finchin Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it was when Greg announced the big, uh, uh, the, the big uh, live thing, and for for two years, for two years, Greg Norman has been allowed something you cannot give, you cannot give your enemies or your competitors. He gave Norman time to go in the back door. Mm -hmm. You might remember two years ago, the PGA Tour announced. A thirty billion dollar deal. Excuse me, twelve twelve 
billion dollar deal through 2030. That was it. A $12 billion deal with television through 2030. And Finchin was bragging about it. Now it's got to be two and a half years ago. And saying the tour is strong, we're going to do this, thinking that Norman was just going to kind of fade away. He gave Norman two years to knock on doors. The back door, by the way. He didn't go in the front door. He went in the back door, confidentially with the players. And he, he performed a coup that will go down in history with his live golf. But Finchin made a mistake, Mike. Instead of announcing, oh, and by the way, in the fall, he came out with this wonderful program of increasing purses, $5 million in some, $7 million in others, $10 million in a couple of others, in the majors. And I said, and not in the majors, but in the in the tournaments, the, the, the most the most prestigious tournaments they play. Mike, what if Tim Finchin two years ago had, when they made the announcement, he had this $12 billion in his pocket. What if he had said to the PGA tour players, guys, we just had the biggest television deal in history and we're going to share it with you. There's going to be more money in the purses. There's going to be more money for you and your families, more time off, more opportunities for the kids in college to get on tour. What if he had said it two years ago, not just last fall? I'm wondering how he would have been received, and I'm wondering if that would have knocked Norman right off the perch and not given him the opportunity to go and knock on the back door and get these players to play with him. That's a great point, and you know what? I mean, let's face it. He messed He messed with a shark. I mean, you, you can't swim with a shark, right? I mean, come on. Greg Norman with a shark, like... That guy is, he is a shark when it comes to business and opportunity and all the rest. I've got two more quickies for you, Perry, and I, it kind of, it connects in a way, well, it's Tiger, first of all, and then it's the PGA record for wins. First of all, do you think Tiger Woods will win again uh, on tour? No. You don't? Not even I'm just sorry. a regular tournament? I think he, he will be competitive. Okay. Um, the father time has a way of making you understand that um, it's inevitable uh, that you're going to have to make adjustments with your swing, adjustments with your schedule, uh, adjustments with your practice sessions, and there's no way. Nobody has ever done it. Oh, excuse me, I take that back. Jack Nicholas won the Masters when he was 46, 46 in 86. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and, and, and 86, 87. I mean, in, 86. Uh, yeah, 86, yep. 87. That was a wonderful tournament, but for the most part, uh, I don't see any way that Tiger can win, but it doesn't make any difference anymore, Mike. Uh, when when he's when he's there, can you imagine the television ratings oh. when the Masters hits with these live players in there? Yeah. It's going to go off the charts. Are you kidding me? It really is. And so with that, you're saying he's not going to win again. But if he if he were to win one more, and it doesn't have to be a major, it could be the John Deere Classic or whatever the hell it's called now, or it could be any tournament because it could be his own Genesis. It could be anything. He would then hold the record for wins in history on the PGA Tour. Sam Snead and he are tied, and the number is 82. Why yes. do we not? And I know that people talk about the global thing. Like people came at me on social media this past week when I when I did a video on it and talked about it. They're like, "Oh well, Gary Player has this, and so many others blow it away with global wins." I'm not talking about global wins. I'm talking about the most wins on the number one tour in the history of golf, which is the PGA Tour. If he were to win again, he'd have 83. Why don't we talk more 
about that record. Why? Why? I mean, that is a big deal. I, I know he was supposed to shatter the, the the major mark with Jack. He was on pace to get over twenty, maybe even more. Uh, shatter Jack at eighteen. We know why Tiger didn't do that. That's we already know. We don't need to discuss that. But why don't we talk about this PGA record period? That is a big, big deal. That's a big number, isn't it? It is a humongous number, Mike. Unfortunately, that's another one of those things where, depending upon the era that you played in golf, and I relate to it in terms of 10 years, Mm -hmm. but things were different back in the 20s and in the 30s and in the 40s. And then when golf came into its own in in the, in really, in the 50s with Palmer. I mean, Bobby Jones was there, but there's so many things. You, you try to compare. Mike, we got kids growing up now never even heard of Sam Snead. Don't even know who Ben Hogan was. Uh, the, 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 it's changed. Uh, the uh, Even the kids, I don't care whether you're high school or college, unless you go to a college that has a, a history of being competitive, and I'm talking about a history of 30, 40, 50 years sure. uh, and having great teams, People don't even talk about the old players. Well, now. Perry, it's the same. Given, yeah. It's the same thing in, in it's the same thing in football with Jim Brown or the you know like I remember when Andy Pettit didn't even know the, who Roberto Clemente was when he was playing. I it's you know stuff like that. So it goes to all the other sports too. You're right. Yeah, it is absolutely. Of, of course, people Horrible. don't even talk about Jim Brown anymore. Amazing. Think about that. Amazing. You put you put pads on Jim Brown today. What what is he going to do today? Oh. I don't know. He probably run over a breed. Same same as he did. Yeah. Uh, back there in the sixties. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Was it the sixties? Was he here in the sixties? Oh yeah, he yeah he he yeah, dominated. 60s, yeah. yeah, he was. You know, he's playing for Cuse before that, and then obviously was um, you know a part of um, some unbelievable Browns teams. Uh, with Paul Brown and company, and yeah, it, it's it's remarkable. In fact, that's why a few years ago when LSU came to the Dome and Leonard Fournette made it a point to go all all around, um, you know, campus, and then uh, in the Dome, and 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 yeah, and he wanted to kind of pay homage to Jim Brown and 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 you know see the see the forty four and see everything, all the history. I, I thought that was really cool for you know a nineteen yeah. whatever whatever he was nineteen twenty year old to really care about it. And people should care about that stuff. People should know about Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown and Bill Russell and things that happened before you, because everything sets up where we are today, you know? Well, of course, Mike. And by the way, Brown was with the uh, Syracuse in the fifties, sure. the mid fifties. And people who, who even talks about the 1959 team that went 12 and all and won the national championship. I have, you know, when's the last time you heard anybody talk about that? Well, not a lot of people talk about it, but of course, uh, Jim Brown was not on that team. He was at Syracuse. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was at Syracuse from '54 to '56, and then that was one Ernie Davis, who was a part of a part of that championship team. So, look, this has been amazing, Perry. Now, golf personality again. Look out for his feature in the Seneca Savings publication throughout your participating Wegmans in Central New York and western new york and elsewhere perry this was amazing perry noun a dear friend of mine knowing you forever continued success my man and we've both had extreme losses in our lives the last uh several months and uh, it was great to talk with you the other day and, and share some things and some memories and uh now we got to kind of be there for each other so thanks for coming on man it was wonderful talking to you mike and by the way good luck with your family i know you have a child now one on the way it sounds like you have the makings of a great dad. Now, Mike, you keep it up there, buddy. We're not too far from the end of the big game in the NFL. The Eagles and Chiefs, boy, did they dazzle us and give us one of the great Super Bowls 
of all time. And it really gives you a chance to look back on the season, right? All the storytelling, rookies, of course, trying to make their way, veterans chasing the last ring. Really, it goes beyond the box score. And today's sports journalists tell compelling stories about the people under the headsets and the helmets. Well, you know what? St. Bonaventure University's online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism trains students to tell stories in an increasingly digital environment. Aspiring NFL reporters and broadcasters learn how to podcast, tell stories on social media, and identify future opportunities for audience growth. These lessons can be completed around your schedule thanks to a 100% online format. SBU is the official education partner of the Buffalo Bills and has an extensive alumni network, including Yours truly. U.S. News and World Report further confirms their academic excellence by placing SBU 20th in its ranking of regional universities in the North Region. Learn more about how St. Bonaventure can open doors to sports reporting careers at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.